0: Bless blessed. Oh.
1: To Catholics at Home. This time I'll be hosting a different segment It's not Jamming for Jesus, where you always see me. Um, this time we've got a special guest on our show today, which is Father Patrick Marsan. So I'll be interviewing him, and we'll be talking a bit about the Novena and about Mother Mary. Um, if you saw the video right before this, it's Father Patrick's song, um, Mary, Icon of Love. So we'll have a little chat about that as well. Um, And also, I hope everyone's doing fine and hope and keeping safe now that we're back into this um, CMCO phase. Comment down below what you've been doing. And also, do let us know what other topics you'd like us to explore during this time. You can just comment down below. And as always, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and also Spotify. Okay, so let's bring on our guest, Father Patrick Mastang. Hello. Hi, Father.
2: Hi. Good to be back after so long.
0: Father, getting, thank
2: you. Yeah, it's getting a bit bad in Ipoh, I think, Perak, the COVID count, so that won't in any way hinder the show.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah, so I wanted to ask, is Ipoh in also a CMCO or what, what is it like over there now?
2: Well, it's not that in the strict sense. The thing is still on. We are very, very cautious. The masses are going on, but you have to register. We don't allow people outside our parish to attend our mass.
0: Same okay, as okay. the
2: other two parishes, you must belong to this parish to attend. Because people come back during the weekends from Kuala Lumpur, we are just afraid of that. And people coming from Ipoh and whatever it is, you're not registered, you can't attend the mass.
1: Yes, I see. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good that you, know, you guys can still have mass um, ongoing because for us now, it's back to online again. Yeah. Oh, I
2: see, I see. No. People are attending yeah. the Mass. It's full house.
1: Right, okay. So what church are you at Um, in Ipoh?
2: Mother of Perpetual Help, the name of
0: the church.
1: Perpetual Help, I see. Okay, yeah. so I know Father, O-M-P-H. you are very um, into this. I mean, you are very close to Mother Mary, um, even in the song that you wrote. And also, I think, in, in your order, the Redemptorist Order, right? Can you tell us a bit about that? What is the significance of Mother Mary in your life and also um, as a priest
2: well for the redemptorist we have a very special devotion to her thanks to pope pius the ninth that commissioned the redemptorist when we got hold of that uh, that more than 500 year old icon to our possession he asked us to make her known and because our founder saint alphonsus wanted all redemptorists to have a very special devotion to mary because he himself had written so many books and one of it is the gl- the glories of Mary and so all redemptorists throughout the world have this very special devotion to our mother of perpetual help
1: right yeah. okay wow and is that it's, what inspired you to write the song as well
2: yes it happened to be the jubilee for the icon they were celebrating in 19 no sorry 2015 when they mm. had this great thing about you know every region to do something And I composed this song as part of that celebration. And also for the opening of the Novena Church, more for the opening of the new renovated church, the rededication of the church. It was sung live and it was, yeah, it was a moment for me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So that um, the music video that we just showed to our viewers, your music video, that it was shot in that church um, in Singapore, the Novena Church?
2: No, it was shot in Ipoh where I am parish priest at the moment. Because I can't oh. travel to to Ipoh. I mean, I can't travel to Singapore to have right. to have it shot there. So it's done around the church compound and in our parish um, where I filmed the novena. Very nice. The on videos, the
0: <laughs> very nice. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.
1: Okay, so, um, so you're mentioning how Mother Mary, you know, um, the Redemptorists were entrusted with this responsibility to make Mother Mary known, mm-hmm. known to the world, right? Right. So in what what other ways do the redemptorists, for example, maybe you would do novenas or, you know, what are the, some of the ways that the Redemptories do um, spread the word of Mother Mary?
2: Well, you see, in the past, our forefathers, we gave parish missions,
1: mm.
2: wherever we go to parish, the renewal of the parish, and we introduced mm. these novena devotions. This went right back, oh my goodness, very, very far back, more than 50 years ago, when the redemptorists yeah. were missionaries in Malaysia and in Singapore. So we help the, the the early churches set up the novena devotion. So whatever they use is by the Redemptorists. The booklet that they use is published by the redemptorists in this part of the world. So our missions promote the novenas. So whenever we have a mission, we will preach for the novenas. And that's part of our charisms and our mandate to, to make it known. And we promote even the whole icon, the picture of perpetual help. Encouraging every family to have that in their homes.
1: I see. Oh, okay. I Mm. didn't know that Venus came from the Redemptorists. Yes, yes. Malaysia. Yeah, so maybe for our viewers at home, you can tell us a bit about a novena. Uh, Yeah, what's so special about it and what is it?
2: Yeah, the viewers can do that. You mean they're asking me or the viewers?
1: (laughs) Sorry. No, no, no. I'm asking you to explain to our viewers, those who might not be so aware of this.
2: Well, it has such a long history, but let's yeah. just talk in the in the present context. I got yeah. to know about the icon through my mum, right? Okay. Uh, she had it installed in our in our living room, and she always said we'll pray to Our Lady, and she pointed at the picture, but she never referred to that picture as Mother Perpetual Help. She just said Our Lady, mm. and it was the icon of of Perpetual Help, and I grew to know that. And as I was discerning to become a priest, there was, uh, I'm not sure, in the late 70s, 1970s, the statue of Our Lady was going to Singapore to Novena Church. And they decided to go there and see that statue being brought all the way from France, you see. And yeah, I was really touched by it. And coming to my first contact with the Redemptorist at Novena Church and to see the crowds that were coming in was amazing. And to know that, at least one-third of the people that come to the shrine to pray are non-Catholics. It's wow. Really, yes, even until today. Mm-hmm. I remember many years ago, I was taking a taxi from Changi Airport and the driver was taking me to Novena Church. And he mm-hmm. said, you want to be stopped outside of the bus stop? I said, no, I want to go right in. And he said, but you can't really go in. It's only for the priest. I said, never mind. I got authority to go in. So as he took my bags, when we went right into the, the, the priest part, when he took my bags out, He said, you live here? I said, yes, I'm a priest here. He said, you know, and he's a Muslim. He said, my grandmother, I remember the story she told me. She comes to this church when she has problems and she goes and prays in front of that picture, that very powerful lady that works miracles. And I'm scratching my head. I said, are you sure? She said, yes. And he said, even for the taxi men during their change of shifts, they stop at the church to say a prayer at the shrine. Wow. Yes. And I mean, I've been there for so many years and we know that whenever we conduct novenas, the people that come there to pray, you can tell the non-Catholics because they don't make the sign of the cross, they just come there to pray. A lot of people from Muslim to Sikhs to all kinds of religions come to the shrine and ask for favours. And every week we have hundreds of letters that, that come thanking Mother Mary for the prayers that she has interceded and you know answered. But even in the new novena that we have when we have our webcast and our, you know, our Novena Mm -hmm. sessions, we get through our web page, through our parish letters that come in, thanksgiving and wonderful testimonies of the way their prayers have been answered. So I guess don't give up on prayer. That's what the Bible says, pray unceasingly. You continue to pray. That's why it's called Novena, which means nine. In Latin, it means nine. So it's an old tradition that was observed many, many years ago and people just the old Catholic tradition, you know, the nine days after people died, they have nine days of prayer. So that is how this thing came about, the nine tradition of, of praying constantly. So the Novias took to on that. Yes. The Latin Yeah, word. because
1: I was just about to ask you why nine, actually. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it
2: came it's from that.
1: that, I see. see. Right. So it's, it's very beautiful. A lot of miracles, I'm sure, would have been, uh, you know, witnessed
2: through the power. That's of right.
1: Praying. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Speaking for myself, I remember when I went to Singapore for my vocation camp and I wanted to join the Redemptorist and uh, after all the interview and whatever it was to make the story short, they told me, I'm so sorry, we can't can't admit you into the Redemptorist. And I said, why? I said, yeah, I had the recommendations from the Archbishop from my parish priest, but they said, I'm so sorry, we're not ready to take you in. You can't join us. And so as I walked back to the bus stop, I made a U-turn to go to the shrine, remembering remembering what my mother told me, just say Tree Hill Mary's. And I knelt before the shrine of Perpetual Health. And I said, Mother Mary, I still feel I am called to be a Redemptorist. I do not know why I was rejected, but I said my Tree Hill Mary's and I said, Mother Mary, if you feel I should be a Redemptorist, you work this out. And in the time to come, I know they will call me and I will be accepted. And six months hmm. time I was called back and here I am as a redemptorist today. <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. That is a
1: miracle it was. and it's all wow. yes. and how old were and you, father?
2: At that time I was 28. And I left my job. I left everything. We had all the farewells in the church and I carried my bags, wanted to join the Redemptorist because they said they will, you know, be recruiting in January. And I went so confidently and because I was told by my parish priest don't worry you got all these recommendation letters and all sorts of things and my friends were redemptorists but finally when the word came to me they said I'm so sorry and the superior said I'm so sorry we can't tell you why but uh, we can't accept you my world was shattered but mm-hmm. I think Mary somehow had a role to play in, in this so here I am I'm promoting her full time
1: <laughs> wow yeah That's- yes Wow, that is is a real testament to the power. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Beautiful. So, so Father, I think you have prepared some slides for us today. Maybe we can put that up and you can just speak a bit on the pictures that you would like to show us.
2: Oh, I see. I think I began with the first slide that that said, uh, what was it? Yeah, the first slide, perpetual help. Yeah. In 1866, Pope Pius. The ninth commissioned the redemptress to make her known after we got the picture back. You see? Yeah. It has a very unique history. Uh the original picture was actually stolen by a merchant from an island from the island of Crete in Greece and taken okay. to Rome. When he felt very sick, Mother Mary appeared to him and said, This picture must be sent to a church in Rome between the two great basilicas. Uh, Saint John Lateran and and Mary Major's the church that was at that time in existence you see and so it stands in the church now uh, it's now called the church of Saint Alphonsus yeah uh, because when the when the merchant he asked his friend actually to take it to the church the friend took the picture but kept it to himself oh and no him, yeah <laughs> yes and when the friend felt very thick, his daughter had a vision, and Mother Mary appeared to to her and told her to tell her father take this picture to the church where it should be venerated because a lot of miracles happened when it was in Crete. This 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 icon, Mother Mary worked a lot of miracles, so now it stands in our church in the sanctuary of Saint Alphonsus. Uh, it's yeah, it's very well guarded. You got all these alarms and this rays that you know no one can 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 steal that. That icon, yeah. as you can see, the picture it stands just above the tabernacle. Yeah. It's a our mother church in Rome. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's that's the
2: one. Yeah. Mm. And then if you go down the slides, I think I had a picture of Novina Church. Ah, uh, this is the one that the, the church that that you see, Church of St. Alphonsus. It stands between two very big cathedrals, actually. One is St. Mm-hmm. John Lateran, and one on the other side will be St. Mary Majors. Okay,
1: Okay,
2: and this is a smaller one in between those two basilicas. Yeah. Yeah, the basilicas is not too close to this church, but people who have been to the Holy Land will know these these two big, great, great churches. And so the Redemptorist, the Australian Redemptorist, brought it to Singapore and promoted Mm -hmm. it at Novena Church in Singapore, right? And uh, yeah, there's a picture. This This is the church in Singapore. It grew from a very small chapel, actually. on the picture on the right was this little small parlor where they were promoting the novena devotions in a little room,
0: mm.
2: right? And then, as the as the crowds began to grow, people get uh, sent in their testimonies. Then they moved on and built a chapel. And today we have something quite different. Okay, mm. the next slide shows the inside of the of the church actually. And on the far yeah. left, as you can see an empty church, you see some, some people gathering there. You see the yes. church opens from 6 in the morning to 10 at night. It's the only church that, that opens in Singapore. Of course, not now because of, of the pandemic, but it opens all the time. And I am i don't think I told Mark this story. You know, I was a novice at that time and my his mum always asked me to pray that she will conceive a child. And yeah I I prayed in this church I was only a novice and I was up in the choir loft you see and looking down at one of the sessions when I was passing this 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 picture
0: hmm.
2: something made me stop at that picture as if no mother mary was trying to tell me something I had a, I don't know how to explain that feeling that I had in front of the shrine and I said something is I don't know what it is. But I said, Mother Mary, I remember my sister's intention. Uh, She wants to to conceive after, I think, seven years. She's not had a a, a child. But I do not know what Mary was trying to tell me. And then I went back home to the community house and I rang my sister up, Mark's mum. And I said, something happened to me in the church. I do not, not know what it is. But I think you have got some news to tell me. I do not know what it is. But I had an awesome experience in the church. And she said, Patrick, how did you know? She said she had just been to the doctors that very day and they told her she had conceived. And I said... And that was Mark. That was Mark. Of all persons, wow. it was Mark. Yes. And I said, it's going to happen. You're going to have that child after so many years. Yeah, that was something I would consider um, a miracle because she, she prayed. And oh. All the friends prayed. But to have like, you know, an acknowledgement by Mary because I was just walking the quiet life, and something stopped me and my friends, the other novices just passed me and said, hey, that's time to go. I said, yeah, just give me a moment and they just stood there. I was almost in tears and I said, Mary, what are you trying to tell me? I had no idea. I went back and I made a call to my sister and she said, she has not even told the family or anybody else. And she said, yes, the doctors just told her she had conceived. I'm like, wow.
0: Yeah, this wow. is one of the,
2: the next miracle, Yeah. And so, okay, I. For continue. Those of you,
1: sorry, for those of you at home, um, I'm sure you know Mark. Mark is one of the guys behind Catholics at Home. And he's actually um, he's backstage right now. So he's also listening in on this story. <laughs> um, so, Mark is, uh, wow, he's a miracle child. Thanks to yeah, Mother,
2: Mother Mary. Um, yeah. <laughs> to the two mothers, Mother Mary and his mom, who had such yes, devotions yes. to Mary. Wow. Yeah. So, Novena Church will always have a place. It's such an amazing place place because i think the government even acknowledges it we we it comes under heritage now mm. yeah yep that even the the mrt the mass rapid transport they yeah. named a station after this church they pulled a track quite close to this church right and mm. uh, the roads behind the behind the parish behind the community house is named after novina novina salatan novina barat novina timo all that named after the Novena Church and a uh, shopping mall is named after Novena Church also. The wow. hospital behind, yes, the hospital St. Elizabeth, uh, Saint Elizabeth, something nov novena. Even yeah, but we don't own all its property and people think that the church is so rich. But the medical <laughs> c- Morning, the, a shopping mall, yeah, the, the shopping mall, the medical centers, everything around uh, the hub there is named after Novena Church. But um, wow the church doesn't own any of this yeah so for the anniversary yeah so for the opening of the church when they asked me to to do a song that's when i got gerald toe my great composer i wrote these lyrics and we had a few tunes and we nailed this one the icon of love i performed it live with ballerinas it was an amazing moment yeah it was sung uh, as a Thanksgiving before, the bishop walked to the shrine to bless the shrine and say a prayer by the shrine. So the dancers b- led the bishop right to the other side of the sanctuary where he knelt to say the prayer. The bishop was there at the shrine while the song oh, that was is you ending. you in the
1: background. You look, you look like uh, Andrea or <laughs> or someone. <You> <laughs> oh like my God! <laughs> I haven't
2: had that voice. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a moment for me again. It was really lovely when I yeah. had the icon of love being sung. The next slide, I think, shows that the bishop kneeling at the shrine praying to our lady. That was that wow. miraculous thing. Yeah. It was installed. The new painting was brought in. It was, it was a new icon by an mm. iconographer and installed there. Yeah, so every redemptorist great churches have the icon and be promoted. Yeah in the okay. philippines in in manila in australia in any redemptorist church you will find the novenas and the icons okay
0: I see yeah, I right
2: and in singapore i notice a lot of chinese people when even i when in my early years there you know the, these amas that wear these this kind of clothes of like like the servant with a with ponytail the long ponytails <laughs> yeah, I, I remember them coming to the shrine to pray because they associated perpetual help with Kuan Yin, the goddess of mercy. And oh. they used to plead. They used to plead at the shrine. They would cry and ask for favors to be done. Kuan Yin perpetual help for them. It's like you know Kuan Yin answering their prayers. Because when I was a novice, I used to sit in in the church, and look at the shrine. And before the church closes, you get this kind of these these women that come into the church, and You know, they were coming in because they doused themselves in perfume, you know, and they would come always before the churches closed and they would, before the church closes and they would just weep and cry and cry and cry. I couldn't understand almost every other day they would be there. And I asked my novice master, I said, why did these women all heavy makeup come into the church? And he said, they are the ladies of the night. They come mm. to plead, maybe they have been trafficked or whatever it is, they just come to plead to get out of the trade and, you know, they come to the mm. shrine looking for God's mercy. I was like, wow, I couldn't imagine that, you know. So yeah. all kinds of, of, of people come pleading to Our Lady, asking for help. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's beautiful that, you know, you mentioned that all, you know, so many people of so many different religions and races, no matter what religion or what race, they all come together to pray, um, you know, yes. in front of this icon, yeah. But there's one thing that I'd like to clarify, you know, for our viewers, um, especially our viewers who might not be Catholic. A lot of times we are, um, it's a misconception that we pray, you know, we worship Mother Mary. I don't think that is the case, right? Can you give a little explanation behind that misconception?
2: <laughs> yeah, this whole word "worship" is only for God. Mm. We have never worshipped Mary. Never in our life have we worshipped. We honour her on her feast days, whether with flowers and with prayers and with whatever that we do. But we have never worshipped her as a God. She's not God. She's the mother of Christ, the mother of Christ God, the Christ God, you know what I mean? But she she will never take His place. And the miracles that take place is through her intercession. She has no power to perform miracles Catholics don't realize that she intercedes and asks her son. In the same way, when Jesus asked for that miracle at Cana, they have no wine. When she pleads with him, an obedient son listens and obeys. So Mary will intercede for all this and then the miracle takes place. And these letters that come to the shrine, when they sign off your non-Catholic son, your non-Catholic daughter, all these things bear testimony to the power of Mary. But not that she is God. So mm. people accuse us of all these things that you know we are, I would say, innocent of. But because <laughs> she's, she she's played such an amazing role in our faith, so yes. we never discard the Mother of God. Okay.
0: Of <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: So we Thank don't worship. Thank you for
1: her. the clarification. Yeah, because you know a lot of yeah. times um, people say that Catholics, oh, why do you worship Mary? You know, she's not a god, just like what mm. you mentioned. I no, think it's a very it just, common misconception. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Never in the church's teaching. The church teaches that, you know, when you are down or in trouble, ask the elders of the church. Ask the people. Ask for prayers. Ask the community. So what more if you ask Mary for prayers? You're asking the saints. You're asking anyone who is holy or anything. It is of great help. So, no, we have never worshipped Mary. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a picture of,
2: of, of the crowd, I think, that is on the screen. That's the yeah. annual procession right? And people mm. from all walks of life will come for this annual procession when when the icon is taken around the car park. It's oh, okay. packed to the road, yes. It happens once a year because of the miraculous icon that is in the church. Yeah, We even have this in our parish in Ipoh. We will take the icon around the neighbourhood and we will go wow. around and the whole wow. crowd will follow, yes, on the feast of Our Lady nearest to the twenty. 7th of of june when we have our procession her feast day right so all redemptorist parishes will have the feast but the one in mm. singapore we have it in september closest to her birthday the sunday the first sunday of september
1: yeah yeah,
0: yeah. but I'm when guessing, you see the crowd you know, this,
1: hmm? yeah this year with the mco i'm sure things are very different how did you how did your
2: church um celebrate the feast day instead? Of... Well we, we we had it online. Yeah the celebration. Uh Singapore had it without the crowds. It was still televised live, but without the crowds, only the redemptorist community had it, but it was broadcasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We couldn't yeah. help it. I mean it was so unfortunate. Yeah. Yes. Everything is downsized, but the faith is still there or maybe even stronger. Of
1: course, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, oh, also I wanted to tell everyone at home, um, Father, you run a novena prayer online or something like that, right?
2: Yes, it was in a sense like, I won't say by accident, because the, ch- the church was shut down. No one could come into the church, right? Yeah. And uh, the guy, my, my my videographer, Victor, he was doing the Tamil Mass. And he mm. said, Father, why don't you do the novenas? Uh, because no one can come to the church and it's a redemptorous thing. I said, yeah, the MCO may, may, last, may last for just maybe another month, you know. So maybe I can do four. That's all I'm willing to do. So I said, <laughs> okay, we will line up four and get my community, the four of us or five of us, to preach. And we went from the first novena, which, which I preached, we had just about 200 viewers. And I said, okay, now we will start. Just with that and as it began to grow at the end of the week now we are on our 26th novena we wow. have about yes the 26th novena going on from and you, you only want to do the, four <laughs> four what does it do? because it will end and you know the, 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 they will not have the mco right yeah went on to the number 26 now and we have roughly about at the end of the week, the people that pray the novena will be around four to 5,000 people. So it wow. is like an amazing, it's a miracle by itself. From all around the world, we get people tuning into this novena because it's done differently with, you know, the way we approach the songs and the prayers. There's always a theme. And we get preachers from all around the, the world who, are, who have a special love for Mary, and they're willing to do that. So it has picked up in a, such an amazing way, I couldn't even believe it. For me, it's a miracle Mary has worked this. That you can't come to the shrine, you can't see it. We bring this to your home and to your family. So it's yeah. really, really amazing. Yeah. With over so 2,000 subscribers.
1: How mm. can our viewers join in on this?
2: Well, you just go to our parish website, OMPHIP, or go to YouTube, I think, Mary Icon of Love, and you can get that in. Yeah, in our website, our church website in Ipoh, you can get it. It's a very interesting novena to attend because the way we interpret the songs and the hymns, we give it new life. And we will read the letters that come into our website, right? We'll just pick some of them and then we will just... Because of the time frame, because of the songs, our novenas that used to be 30... What do you call it? 30 minutes have extended because we want to use the full songs that we use from various artists. Mm. And so of Novena prolongs because it's an experience, it's not just a devotion now, it's, it's a wonderful experience. I hope viewers will tune into our Novena.
1: So for those Mary, of you who are, don't forget, we'll put the descri- um, the link in the description. Don't forget to go and check it out if you want to join in on this. Um, and what time does it happen? When and what time, Father?
2: Well, we begin the, 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 the premiere the, the premier broadcast with no advertisements at 9 o'clock on Saturday. Okay, no advertisements.
0: Nine,
2: no advertisements. If you turn at nine o'clock, no advertisements. If you go later, YouTube will put in all the advertisements. Yeah. Oh. So if you don't want advertisements, you go at nine o'clock. It is right through.
1: Okay, yeah. also, so everyone, nine o'clock on Saturday, um, link will be in the description box. Yeah.
2: That's right. Yeah. You see, the letters bear testimony of the power of Mary's intercession and also the words of Christ ask and you shall receive. But perseverance is very, very important. Like I shared, the the, the the miracle of Mark and my vocation, and I call it a coincidence or what I don't know. I was preparing a slide to talk about a friend of mine uh, who was admitted to the hospital uh, a few weeks ago, right? And while preparing the slide, he texts me. He doesn't really do that, and I had such a shock. And I said, I'm going to share your testimony in this podcast. What happened was he collapsed in his house. And yeah, he collapsed and his wife and his children didn't know what to do. They called the ambulance. He was taken to the hospital. He was unconscious and they x-rayed his head and they found a tumor. And so they told the wife, we have to operate on your husband if they don't. The tumour will press against his brain and there will be bleeding. The bleeding will go into his, his lungs, and into his heart, and he will die. And they have to perform this operation. But the wife said, can you give her and the family a little time? And the yeah. doctor says, why? She says, just give me maybe one, one hour, two hours. I want to go somewhere to pray. The doctor yeah. said, funny, we have to do this. You have to sign this paper. We have to operate because it, your husband is going to die. And she yeah. says, no, I need to go and pray. She took her children. She went to a sampadan in hospital to pray. And the daughter texts me and says, my my dad is very, very serious. I was shocked. At, you know, why is the doctor using his phone? I'm so used to him using the phone and telling me yeah. my dad is very sick, needs prayers. Yeah. Morning prayer. We have morning prayer in the community. I told my community... This friend, which my I won't mention his name, but I told my community he's very serious. He's going for an operation. He could be hemorrhaging, and we prayed as a community. And then, to cut the story short, the wife went back to the to the room, right? And the doctor says, "You have to sign these papers now." You can see he's really unconscious. Time is ticking, and so they gathered around his bed. And his daughter's holding his hand and his son holding his hand. And they're saying a prayer like, to wish him goodbye and saying the last prayer. And mm-hmm. suddenly, he just wakes up and just sits on his bed and surprising everyone. And the doctors are also so surprised. He just gets up and sits upright. And the doctors what? are like, oh, what? Doctor said, And so they start to ask him questions to see whether he can be coherent. They ask yeah. him who are members of the family, who is in politics. He answers everything so well. And they were all like so surprised that, you know, (laughs) the biblical, yes. And he just texted me this evening before I I came on. We were just talking and said, I'm going to share this wonderful story with these people because he has got a very strong devotion to Mary also. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I remember we got together as a community just to pray that he will get out of the coma. And I asked him, what happened to the tumor? He says, it's shrunk or they don't see it. And he's just doing work. His, you know, it's business as usual. It so is his so teeth amazing because of this tumor, but now it's not there. Gone. anymore. It is gone. He got day. no trace of the tumor. Yes. Wow. I think the the, the, the prayers of his wife, mm. and they could, they, could they, they couldn't call anyone else but the Redemptorist community. So we yeah. prayed for him, and it was like wow, it's really something. Yeah, I think the the, the words of Christ when when Jesus. Said, you know, before he died, said, "Behold your, behold your mother, mother. Behold your son." It's like a wonderful gift of grace to all of us to turn to Mary. We behold her as our mother, and she listens to our prayers, and she knows because she's been through such hardship. See, mm-hmm. so that's why I ask readers and everyone and viewers to have to develop a devotion to Mary. Yeah, yeah. she journeyed with with the apostles. You know been. After the death of Christ, I don't think she scolded them for deserting him. She was with them in prayer in the upper room. At Pentecost, she was with them. She journeyed with them. And so the church honors her as the mother of the church now. So that's why we have this very strong devotion. It's in our Catholic tradition. The popes recommended, the saints recommended, priests all say, if you don't have a devotion to Mary, you may even lose your vocation. So I'm like, you know, I better pray to Mary and keep her close to me. She's the woman in our life of, of religious... So Mary's intercession, yeah, yeah brings back uh, to mind.
1: Um, yeah, so, Father, but... I want to ask, especially um, for the young people, um, mm-hmm. in what ways can we, um, you know, devote to Mary? Because for me, I'm thinking maybe say the rosary, but you know, are there other ways for us to um, to show our devotion to Mary besides saying the rosaries or joining in on the novenas?
2: Yeah, you see, when I When the Redemptory Superiors told me, I'm so sorry, you don't, we can't accept you. My mom taught us the three Hail Marys, just make it short. Don't say the whole rosary, you won't be able to last. You know, (laughs) in bed, when you are holding the rosary and you sleep, it is fine. You're in prayer and you sleep in prayer. That is fine. Pray as you can.
0: You know,
2: yeah. So don't put... Uh, standards and expectations that you must finish this. Otherwise, your prayer is not complete. Do as much as you can. Holding the rosary beads, singing a Marian song, gazing into the shrine. I mean, gazing into the icon is one thing because when you look at the whole icon, Mary's gaze gazes at us. Her gaze is on us. But she holds Jesus in her hand, That frightened Jesus. That picture depicts Jesus running to his mother when he has the vision of his passion Uh, Mm -hmm. you can see it on the picture with the two angels when he gets a glimpse of how he's going to die some glimpse and he runs Mm -hmm. to his mother in that fright that his sandals drop you can see in that icon you know the sandals Mm -hmm. come apart but the mother holds him but gazes into our eyes so when we pray look into Mary's eyes and Mary will speak to us and keep us calm as she had calmed Jesus yeah start whatever devotions that you can a Marian devotion is wonderful really don't do yeah. the whole the whole rosary. Do a decade. It's fine. Tomorrow, do the next mystery. Just do a decade, a decade, a decade. If you yeah. can't have the time, don't force yourself.
0: Mm. Get
2: a CD. Get a CD on the rosary. Played in your car. Download it on from from YouTube or whatever it is. Put it into your car and say the rosaries while you're in traffic. There's so many ways. At the feast days, light a candle or the feast days. Bring flowers to the shrine. There's so many ways.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that, Father, because um,
0: speaking yeah. for
1: myself, uh, I tend to lose focus, you know, halfway through saying the rosary. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, I tend to lose focus on that. So, yeah, I think um, like what you said, you know, we do what we can and whenever mm. we can. You know, even in the car, when we're going somewhere, yeah. um, sing Marian songs, Marian hymns. Right. Yeah.
2: You see, for me, distractions in prayer are very important for me.
0: Mm.
2: Because Christ was very distracted in his prayer. You bring these distractions into your prayer and pray about these people and these distractions. Why is it disturbing you? And make it part of your prayer. So my prayer, is not. I, it's not possible to concentrate more than 10 or 15 minutes. If your mind wanders, let it wander and bring that wandering, whatever it is that's distracting you, into your prayer as part of the rosary or your intentions or whatever it is. And pray for that distraction or that need or that worry, that becomes part of your prayer and continue to pray that is fine, that is what, I think it's how Christ prayed, with all the temptations coming into his mind the devil's tempted him, it ruined his, 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 his prayer but he came back and asked for the father's help and then tell Satan, get behind me or whatever it is so when you pray, the distractions are fine it's not a sin to be distracted and don't be alarmed by it, it's part of our spirituality, Make your distractions part of your prayer very important. Okay. All right. <laughs>
0: all right.
1: Thank you, Father. You're um, most welcome. Speaking of prayer, could you please say a special prayer for us, um, especially during this time where the COVID situation is, you know, getting worse than it was before. Can you please just say a prayer for all of us um, watching this podcast?
2: All right. We can end with a, with, a, with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Mary because she was with the disciples and the apostles when they couldn't even leave their homes for fear of a different kind of a pandemic. They feared death. Strengthen us, Lord. Remove the fears we have in ourselves that we come closer to you and use these moments to refocus on your love and your forgiveness. We ask for the precious blood of Jesus that flowed from the cross to cover all of us and to protect us. May the Holy Spirit be with us, strengthen us. And we make all these prayers through intercession of Mary, our Blessed Mother, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you,
1: Father. And You're thank most you- welcome tuning in, don't forget to join in on the Novena, like I said, the link will be in the description and also before we go I just wanted to um, let all of you all know at home that um, I will be collaborating with Father Patrick we will be doing a little song for Mother Mary, Um, stay tuned to our channel for that Um, you can find us on YouTube, we can um, subscribe there and you can like our page on Facebook and also on Spotify and stay tuned for that, thank you
2: everyone and thank you Father see you again
0: Blessed, blessed are you Mary, blessed are you God's precious gift of love Blessed, blessed. que